So before we get into today's talk, <laughs> I've got to show something to you. This is a copy of my favorite book growing up. It's called Mad Game by Roland Lazenby. And this is the earliest biography of Kobe Bryant that I, I remember being published. It was published back in 2000, I think, right around the time that they won their first title together, Kobe and Shaq. And as you can see, if you're listening to this on podcast, I'm holding up the book with a completely broken spine. I read this so much as a kid that I completely broke the spine. There's pages falling out of it. There are probably a hundred dog-eared pages in here. They're all marked up and highlighted. And I share this with you to make clear right up front, I am an absolutely fanatical Kobe Bryant fan. If you watched the Deep Game of Kobe Bryant movie that we put together, I put like 100 plus hours into that thing. So you can tell, like Kobe was a huge influence on me. And so I, I tell you this and show this to you up front because the question of today is, should you train like Kobe Bryant? And should you copy Kobe's approach to training for yourself? This is a question that comes up all the time, okay, all the time. Every talk that I give, it seems, there is a um, somebody responding with, but Kobe did it this way. He trained eight hours a day. Should I do it that way? He trained six hours a day. Should I do that? And it's, it's a question that we really need to talk about because there's an overarching theme here and uh, something that you need to know, okay? You need to know this as, a, as an up-and-coming player. It's very important. It's critical. And uh, <laughs> so I, I just want to preface this by saying, like, I am all for, I love me some Kobe Bryant, but if you try to copy his training program, you will destroy your game and your basketball career. You'll destroy it, all right? And I speak from experience because I actually did. <laughs> Back when I was in, I think it was seventh or eighth grade, a friend of mine found this very obscure article online that said Kobe followed the 666 program, whatever that means. <laughs> it, well, essentially it was meant to mean that he trained six hours a day, six days a week, six months out of the year. Whether he did this or not, I have no idea. Kobe was very secretive about his training and his approach to training, as I understand it, was changing all the time depending on what he needed, as it should, right? But all I knew was 666, that we had no YouTube back then. Like it, it was, uh, there was, that's why I marked this book up so much because I was hunting for like any hint of what he actually did in his training. And so as soon as I heard that, I was like, I'm going to do that. So I started training six hours a day, six days a week, six months out of the year. Um, not necessarily six months, but during my entire off season. And <laughs> I didn't do this for a day or for a week. I didn't give this a try. I actually did it for years. I did this for multiple years. And by the end of that time, <laughs> The analogy that I'll give to you is the way that I felt was sort of like when you're walking down the sidewalk and you see a, a soda can that somebody stepped on that's all crumpled up and, and like, um, you know, compressed. That's how my body felt all the time. I was a mess. And despite all that work, I was putting up like nine or 10 points per game most of the time. I had not broken through to nearly the level of performance that I was hoping for. And it wasn't until I dramatically scaled back my training. And uh, I believe there's a talk. It's, I think the title, don't quote me on this, but I think the title is Stop Working So Hard. Um, there's several talks on hard work, but I have shared the approach that I shifted to and the exact schedule that I use. So look that up if you can. But my schedule was pared back dramatically to only uh, maybe two or three hours per day and uh, not six days a week. 
As soon as I did that, my game exploded. Okay, I went from nine or 10 points per game to 24 points per game. I stopped copying Kobe's approach and I did what was right for me. My game exploded, okay? So we're gonna go a little bit deeper into this concept of like, should you train like Kobe Bryant and more specifically, or, or more broadly rather, should you train like anybody else or any other NBA player? And there's a few things I wanna point out uh, right up front, okay? That should be very obvious, but they, they need to be said here. Number one, uh, <laughs> Kobe Bryant had a team of therapists and trainers at his beck and call all the time. He had a, world, a world-class facility, the Lakers facility, that he could get physical therapy at, he could have massages every day, ice baths, acupuncture, uh, people stretching him out, people doing soft tissue work. Um, he had you know, nutritionists and people doing blood testing and he, he had all types of therapists and people who are working on him all the time, okay? This was a full-time job for him. He didn't have to contend with schoolwork and things of that nature. His entire job was to be the best basketball player he could be. If you don't have those resources at your disposal, you cannot do what he did. You can't, okay? And Kobe couldn't have done what he did. He would be the first to tell you, I am sure, that without that team of trainers and therapists and people working on him, he would never have been able to train as much as he did. Second of all, I read a study a little while back that actually said that there's 1% of the population, give or take, I don't think it's exactly 1%, it's like a maybe a fraction of a percentage, but there is a, a let's say 1% of the population, very small percentage, that can actually operate on two or three hours of sleep per night, and their entire body regenerates after just two or three hours of sleep per night. The rest of the population, if you tried to do this, would be shattered, like your health would decline rapidly, you would be a zombie. Uh, I am one of those people, I need a good sleep per night. <laughs> Each night, I'm sure you are as well. Kobe Bryant was like wildly documented to get almost no sleep. He would stay up very late watching game tape. Uh, he would be the last person on the team playing to fall asleep because he'd be watching game tape on his laptop or whatever. And uh, he would sleep very, very little. I realized <laughs> uh, a little bit too late that Kobe Bryant is one of that fraction of a percentage that really doesn't need a whole lot of sleep. He has otherworldly genetics for recovery and for endurance and for resilience within his body uh, that just, he doesn't need what we need, right? He, he can get away with so much more because of his natural genetics. And on top of that, he's got that team of people working on him. Okay, so if you don't have those two things going for you, you can't do what Kobe did. <laughs> and this is the third point that I'm gonna make. And th this is gonna sound a little bit blasphemous, okay? So this is why I showed you that Kobe book <laughs> that, I, that I read the heck out of growing up. Um, and uh, I'll share like a very brief story with you. So a really close friend of mine, the only person who is a bigger Kobe fan than me that I know of in the entire world, is uh, a close friend of mine who I grew up playing with. He was um, just a fanatic of Kobe. Like Kobe was the biggest role model of his life. And we're, we've since grown much older. He's, uh, he's 32 now. And he came over to my house recently. He's got a really high paying job, very successful, very intelligent person. Um, I, I really admire this person a lot. And uh, he came over to my house recently and we were just chatting. I, I was re-watching like the tape of game seven when Kobe was uh, playing the Boston Celtics in 2010, won his fifth title. 
And uh, we start talking about Kobe in that series, how beat up his body was. He had like broken fingers in his shooting hand. He had no cartilage left in his knees. He was just absolutely run down. And his shooting percentage was just dropping like this. And his performance was dropping. Um, he shot very poorly that game. And like the biggest game of his career actually was, was that game. And uh, we start talking and I, we both agreed, okay? And again, this is gonna sound blasphemous, all right? I warn you. We both agreed that if Kobe Bryant has cut, had cut his training in half by 50%, he would have been a better player and he would have had a better career. Now that's just my opinion and our opinion. And uh, after a lot of study of what, you know, these pretty much every Kobe Bryant book that is out there, I've read, um, I've studied uh, all of his interviews and watched a whole lot of Kobe Bryant, you know, like a, over a long period of time, several decades. And I, I can say very confidently, in my opinion, if he had cut his training in half, he would have been a better player and he would have had a better career. Not only because of the wear and tear on his body, like this guy, you gotta understand, again, broken fingers in his shooting hand. At one point, he fractured his right wrist. And instead of getting surgery on all this stuff, like the, the most important part of his game is shooting hand, uh, aside from maybe his mind, Instead of taking time off, getting surgery, resting, getting therapy, and uh, healing up, he just kept playing, all right? From like 2007, I believe, until the end of his, well, until the Achilles injury, he just went balls to the wall all the time. He was playing for Team USA in the summer, and then he'd come back, and he'd play a full season with the Lakers deep into the playoffs. And on top of that, he'd be doing his six hours per day of training, training three times per day, getting therapy all the time, and so on and so forth. And so Kobe, you could see the decline happen, and uh, it was heartbreaking to watch. He was still so good, so good laid up in, in his career. My, my favorite Kobe uh, season actually was 2013, the, the season that he blew out his Achilles, because the mastery that he showed of the game and the way that he was able to will the Lakers into the playoffs that season, it was just incredible as like a really, um, <laughs> like a, he was an old man at that point, right? And he was just, I think he was third in the league in scoring. He was playing full games. He was just um, incredible. Like it was mastery. And yet his body was just so worn down. And uh, even if you ask Tim Grover, Tim Grover, who trained Kobe and MJ, he said the hardest thing to do was to get Kobe to do less. And he was always trying to get Kobe to do less, do less, do less. And Kobe just wasn't having it, right? So with all these things considered, uh, these three points, number one, he's got a team of people helping him. Number two, he's got crazy genetics where he can sleep almost, uh, you know, not at all, like a couple hours a night and then um, train six hours per day for decades. None of us have those genetics, all right? Or, or probably none of us have those genetics unless you're really lucky. And number three, he still should have done less, most likely. He still should have done less. So with all those things considered, it should be very clear <laughs> that no, you shouldn't train like Kobe. You should not do the six hours per day or the eight hours per day or the approach that he was, um, that he took for himself. It worked for him to a degree. I, I do believe he could have made some alterations to that approach, but <laughs> long story short, do what is best for you, not what Kobe thought was best for him. All right. And that is the, the core point here that I really want to drive home is that, uh, <laughs> I'll use an analogy, okay? 
pre-COVID times when you would go into the weight room locally, uh, you know, there's probably in a lot of weight rooms, there's this uh, big boys section over there where the heavy weights are lifted. If you uh, go in as like a 15 year old, let's say, who is just getting into weightlifting for the first time, and you go back, go down to the big boys section, you find the strongest guy in the gym, that like juiced up bodybuilding, powerlifting steroid uh, guy who's been training for decades, and you try to do his training program, like nobody would do that because it just seems ridiculous. Like, why would you do that? You're not going to lift the weights that he's lifting and train as much as he's training. First of all, he's on steroids. Second of all, he's got like, not that Kobe was on steroids, but you get the point. His genetics are just different. His uh, length of time that he's been training for is different. His strength and his ability is different. So you're not going to do what he did. Otherwise, you'd end up like that crumpled pop can like I was, right? You just wouldn't do that. And yet that's what a lot of basketball players try to to do. And the only correct approach and the, the real approach that Kobe took, actually, the, the part that you do want to copy is Kobe did what was best or what he felt was best for Kobe. He wasn't copying other people. He was customizing his training for himself, for his genetics, for his resources, for his time that he could put into it, for his, um, his needs, right? And that's the only thing to copy. Do exactly what is right for you and hunt down the right approach for you. There are, give or take at any given time, 450 players in the NBA. There should be 450 different approaches to training for every player in the NBA. That's the approach to take. Find what works for you. And I can kind of point you in the right direction, but at the end of the day, it's only you who need who knows really what your game needs. You can get coaching, you can get help, you can get mentoring, you can get assistance in different ways, but your training program should be unique to you. If you're copying somebody else's, you're doing it wrong because you're not that person. You're you, right? And you are, we say in deep game, you are one of one. There was only one of you. You are completely and totally unique. Your genetic makeup is unique. Your strengths and weaknesses are unique. Your um, mental makeup is unique. Your psychology is unique. Every single part of you is completely unique. There has never been one of you before. There will never be one of you after. And your training should reflect that, okay? So should you train like Kobe Bryant? Absolutely not. Trust me, I tried it. <laughs> it doesn't go well unless you are Kobe, right? Should you train like Michael Jordan? No. Only Michael Jordan should train like Michael Jordan. Should you train like LeBron James or Chris Paul or anybody else in the NBA that may come to mind? No, train in the way that works for you. And that is when the, the real magic of your game will come through. And uh, I saw this when I shifted from the crazy six hours per day schedule to something that really worked for me. And so I, I will refer you to that talk. Again, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure going off memory, it is called Stop Working So Hard. There's a template and a schedule in that talk. Um, maybe somebody can correct me on this if I am wrong. I think there is um, another talk I did on hard work as well that you can, and there's hard work in the title. So it's one of those two. Look that one up go over that schedule, that is going to point you in the right direction for what you should do. But uh, we just, we really needed to get this out of the way because there's so many questions about, shouldn't I do it the way that Kobe did it? No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do it the way that is right for you. And that is how you're going to get the best results and the most 
true, uh, <laughs> the approach is going to be truest to you. All right. So I hope that helps you out. I wish somebody had given me that talk when I was younger. Um, knowing me, I probably wouldn't have listened anyway, but I hope that you do. All right. So I hope that helped you out and I will see you in the next one. Hey, it's Coach Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is go to deepgame.com or click the link in the description and it'll take you to our free Deep Game Masterclass where you'll actually learn the entire Deep Game of basketball with all eight laws and all of the fundamentals that you need to know as a high-level basketball player. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives and it's completely free. So go to deepgame.com right now or just click the link in the description and I can't wait to see you there.